Welcome to Map It Marketing for small business owners who want to become more confident and capable in their marketing. I'm Rachel Claver, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I've learned that there are so many different things that we are supposed to do all the time. And trying to work it all out is quite frankly often very confusing. In this podcast, we're going to explore what those things are and whether you need to pay attention to them. Ready? Let's get started. Welcome to the Map It Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Claver, and today we are talking about how to create a great marketing strategy for 2022. Now, we're not going to go through all the things you need to do to create the actual strategy in terms of like writing the strategy. What we're going to work through now is getting everything sorted so that when you're ready to write, you know exactly what you're meant to put into it. I find that the clients and the customers that we work with who really take the time to gather this information together and get an understanding are the ones that get the best results out of a strategy, whether they're doing it with us or they're using our DIY course, My Map Marketing Strategy School. Either way, this gives them the best results. So whatever you're doing this year, if you're planning to write your marketing strategy yourself, if you're planning to go and get help from someone, if you're going to do some sort of mix of that, or you just think, hey, like, what should I be looking for? What, what should be expected of me? Then this podcast is for you. I'm really looking forward to sharing with you the things that we tell our clients to prepare and I'll give you some ideas around things that we would look for and be concerned about to make sure that your business is working well. Now, not all of these things will relate to you because all businesses are different. And so then you'll think, why are you even asking that? I'm asking the questions in this podcast because I've worked with hundreds of thousands of small business owners and I know that these are the things that I often ask even very outwardly successful businesses or people that I think have got themselves together and sorted some of the answers to these questions consistently surprise me so these are the things that I would like you to ask of yourself prepare and be ready for all right let's get started So what do you need to prepare for a marketing strategy this year in 2022? Uh, We're going to look at why it gives you better results to be prepared, uh, how to collect information so that it saves you time, what you need to prepare, and what the information will help you create when you do it. So um, you can listen through this. I also have a live that I did on this topic on YouTube, and so I will link to that in the show notes. So if you want to watch that and follow through, it won't be exactly the same, but it will be similar go ahead and do that. Um, so the reason we do this is like I know that with our marketing strategy, I'm talking to lots of other people and everything is geared around our mission to help you become more confident in your marketing. And I think a lot of the time that it is hard to work through everything you need to understand around marketing. A lot of marketing strategists out there are actually just a digital marketing strategist or an Instagram marketing strategist or a TikTok or whatever it is. And those are really important. Like I do believe that if there's a gap in your knowledge, it's really good to go to an expert around a specific thing and go, hey, I need to understand Pinterest or TikTok or YouTube. Can you teach me? But when it boils down to it, a lot of the stuff that they're teaching you to do before you even jump into activity is exactly the same. And if you haven't sorted out that core marketing strategy, it makes it really hard to quickly adapt and change the content that they're teaching you 
to the platform that you're using. You're having to redo this over and over again. So creating a great marketing strategy is about working out who your target market is, your positioning, the best offers, your profit, all those different things that often we just don't want to look at because we want to go and get the big hit. And so it's really important to get prepared and ready to give yourself better results no matter what you're looking forward to develop this year. When we gather everything together before we start, it saves everyone time. It's going to save you time as you start walking through your strategy. Look, the other day I was um, I was in the middle of something and I was like, oh gosh, I need to go and find my, I think it was my business number, my NZB number. Um, and so I, I needed that. I hadn't collected it. I knew I'd need it, but I didn't get it ready. And so I went into my emails because I knew I had it there. And then I forgot I read a couple of emails and answered some stuff. And then I went on to TikTok and had a bit of a play and stuff like that. And then I suddenly realized I'd lost 90 minutes because I hadn't put everything together. And so saving time is actually about getting things ready and going. If you're wait, if people are waiting on information, if you're working for someone, or even if you're doing it by yourself, having everything together really helps you write a great strategy. Um, part of the reason that obviously we're talking about this today um, is that we launched a do-it-yourself marketing strategy school. Um, it launched on Monday, the 24th of January, and I'm going to put a link to it in the bio. I'm so excited about this course because we know that there are people who aren't quite ready to work with us one-on-one. -on -one, and this course walks you through exactly how to walk through your own marketing strategy, 239 plus lessons, a workbook, heaps of resources, in-depth. Plus, sometimes we link to some of the episodes in this podcast to kind of pull through particular ideas, say around optimizing a LinkedIn profile or marketing strategy around a particular platform to help you just reinforce it. Plus, we give you a um, quarterly free webinar to train you on all the changes that are happening in digital marketing for life. Um, the, the course is $295. That's the end of that ad. Um, but the reason I did this is I realized that a lot of people might struggle as they walk through it to get easily distracted. So with that in mind, let's jump in to all the questions that I would ask you. The first thing I'd ask you is how would you describe your business today? Now, we do a lot of prep when we're working with someone on their strategy, but people are often surprised that it's not me that does that prep as a strategist. And there's a reason for that. We get someone else in our team who's very good and very thorough doing a whole lot of things around website analysis, SEO, um, your social media and all those sort of things. But I like to ask this question before I've had an in-depth look at that information, because quite often what you tell me your business is and what it looks like is different to what it's presented online. And I want to get your picture first and then see, is there a dissonance or a difference between that and what's actually being said? But how would you describe your business today can talk about the way that it's been built up, how long it's been, how profitable it is, where it's going, all those sort of things. That is part of how you describe your business today. And it's an important thing to think about really being honest about what you would say about your business and what it does and what you're known for. Um, well, obviously, as you work through the strategy, you'll go back and refine that and go, okay, what do we really want to be known as our business? What, what would we say in the future? So once you've sorted that out, the next thing you need to think about is what is your offer or what do you sell? And obviously, if you've got a huge range of products, so we've got clients who've had, you know, have like thousands of SKUs of different products. It's impossible to go, we do everything because it's hard to then be known for everything. And in marketing, if you're trying to market all those things, it's really tricky. So you need to think about things like what are your best lines? 
what's the most profitable, what's the least profitable, and what are the stuff that you love selling and what are the stuff you hate selling. We do this every year as a business. We look at the year and we go, okay, what stuff is not that we love doing but maybe isn't profitable? How could we adjust that? What stuff do we not enjoy doing that's super super profitable? Do we just want to ditch it or do we want to change the way we do it so we love it more? Um, what is our best lines or the things that make us the most money? And for us, we have a CRM, so we measure all those sort of things. And we have really good reporting on that. So if you don't know these things, it doesn't matter because sometimes it might be, I don't know. And then this becomes a thing of you need to sort this out. You need to work it out. And your strategist can work you through some of that as well. But you need to be aware that these are the questions that you get asked and things you need to think about when you're writing your own strategy. So once you think about what you already sell, then you need to maybe think about what you might want to be selling in the future. Uh, what new offers are you planning to have? So for this year, for example, you know, we launched a course in April. We're launching a coaching program called the Content Master Web. Um, and so those are new products that we have to prepare for and sell. And new product launches and new offer launches are actually a high energy thing to do. So you've got to make sure that you've got capacity to be able to do that, that you're thinking through the process, that you take people on that journey beforehand. So it's no point going to a marketing agency, which happens to us a lot, I might just like to add, and say, hey, we just are launching this product in two weeks. We haven't done anything about it. It's been in development for four years. Can you help us with a marketing strategy? And I'm often like, no. You know, we needed to talk to you six to eight weeks at least before, probably six to eight months before, maybe even a couple of years ago if it's been before five years. You need to be thinking about that process to make it better so you're building towards it, you're building your platform, you're building your communication, you're building your messages to fit the new offers or products that are coming. So you need to be able to talk about those things with the strategist or to yourself to think about where you're going. Now, with the things that you've got already and any new products and your pricing and all those sort of things, you need to think about your positioning. So are you the um, Ferrari of your industry or are you the 1972 or 1982 Mitzi Mirage that swerves on corners? Um, are you, um, you know, the most expensive possible thing in your industry or are you the cheapest and everyone can get you? And some of your services will have different layers. So obviously a course is meant to be generally for a wide number of people. So we price it at a lower level and we position it to a group of people who aren't quite ready for the other things we do. If we position it at the same level as our one-on-one -on -one stuff, if we're service-based, well, then we've got a problem. Um, if we've got a business where we sell high-end stuff, but then we want to bring in a low-end line, there could be a problem there. So you need to be really clear. Service-based businesses can tend to have a bit of flexibility in the different price points and positioning that they've got than a retailer, just because often that's where you sit. And if you bring something else on extra, it makes a disconnect. We're working with someone recently where they have like a lower-end range, which is very popular. They've introduced a high-end range. There's a real brand disconnect between the two of those. So knowing where you fit in terms of the positioning of your offer is really important. All right, the next thing we're going to talk about is turnover and profit. I want to just bring this up. I know for some of you, you'll be like, really? But I am going to be open here. I have, I would say probably 30 to 35% of our clients, when I ask them what their turnover and profit are, can't really work out for a start what the difference between those two things are. And they don't know. 
um, they'll often say, oh, that's something my accountant does. If you're a business owner, and this is me being hard, I know, but if you're a business owner, you are responsible for knowing what your turnover and your profit margins are. And when I talk about profit margins, I'm looking at that gross profit margin of when all the costs come out, including paying yourself, what is the profit that's left in the business? Um, and, you know, we're going to talk about the paying yourself thing in a moment. But you need to know. So turnover is the total amount of money that comes into your business. And the profit is all the money that's left over when all the other money is gone. And we need to take into account our money that we pay ourselves before we take that option because often people go, oh, I'm going to have the profit or I'm reinvesting the profit in. If that profit's really tiny, um, you can't afford to pay yourself. And you're wondering why the um, end of the year statement says that you've made, you know, $100,000 profit on your business, but you didn't get paid anything. Well, you know, the reason is that <laughs> the way the way it works is that you hadn't accounted for the cost of your own um, your own. Um, work in that process. So turnover and profit, really need to know and understand those two things. And in relation to that, I will always ask you, so I'm going to ask you to ask this for yourself, are you paying yourself enough? So for a really small micro business, it might be that your, your first put of call is just to pay yourself minimum wage. If you're not paying yourself at all, then you need to make sure you're moving up to market rate. So whatever the work you're doing in the business, like if you're making or creating or offering a service, if you had to pay someone else to do that task, you need to make sure you're paying yourself at least that amount. And then you should be moving to a salary that is indicative of you um, doing that work plus owning the business. And the goal really is to have that salary that's indicative of the work you do in the business and also a percentage of the profit of the turnover coming out of that business as well. And that's that can be a process. Some people can go through it very fast. Some people can do it right away. But if you're not paying yourself, us growing your business or you growing your business through marketing is going to be really difficult because it's already showing itself to be not profitable at the scale it's at at some point. And if you're not already taking money out now, we have to put a plan in place for that because that is the whole purpose of having a business, especially if you're paying other people in your team, but you're not paying yourself. So that is a question I always ask. And that's one of the ones that people often get surprised that I ask but often it's one of the really important ones that we walk through. Right, the next thing is to think about what your goals are. And when you're a business owner with a small business, we want two types of goals here. I often ask, what are your personal goals? Where is this business from where you thought it would be in terms of how it fits into your life? Are you wanting to take school holidays off? Are you wanting to... Um, you know, have a month off a year? Are you wanting to just work five days a week and you're not doing that at the moment? Are you wanting to get more time out on your boat? Um, you know, all the different, are you wanting to spend time with your kids? All the different things that are on your goals. You want to go to the gym all the time. What's your lifestyle goals that you want to fit in? Because your business should serve that. And I think we get ready for, we miss this all the time and we forget, but it is so important. Um, so I think that that would be a really important start as a start there. And then think about where your business goals are. Where do you want the business to be? I start with the lifestyle goals because it helps me go, okay, if I'm going to be somewhere in 5, 10, 15 years time, how do I walk back with that to the business to help the business create that that future? And it's a very liberating thing to do. So you need to think about what those goals, goals are. And don't be afraid to share them because that's part, this is where a small business and a really large business doing a marketing strategy is quite different. Our small businesses can fit with that really well. 
All right, next question. Who do you sell to? Who do you sell to? Who is your ideal client? Um, I've got lots of ways that we talk about this, you know, in the marketing strategy um, school, my marketing strategy school, we walk through like the seven types of target persona and how you create a mix of those. But one of the things I think is really important here is to look at your past customers or clients and find things that they already have in common with, um, you know, things they might have in common and make that part of your ideal client. So, you know, for us, um, we have people, who, one of our most important parts of our clients are that they are ready to grow, um, that they're ready to make changes, they're ready to take the time to do it. We have people who approach us who aren't ready for that, happy to pay us. Um, and we've worked with them in the past, but it's really hard for us to get changes with them, see growth with them and see their businesses grow because they're just not at that stage. And we're getting really brave now about saying, hey, it doesn't sound like you've got capacity for this. How about we talk about how to create that capacity and then move forward because we want results. Um, so, you know, having a think about your ideal client, you know, it might be paying on time, it might be being friendly, nice people, um, all those different things might be part of what your marketing ideal client is. Have a think about who that is um, and what you want to be seeing if you're not seeing those things. So you can we kind of work out what's going on if you're not getting your ideal clients. One of the other things in there is we often go, hey, we get, we really enjoyed these three types of clients this year. We want more of those. Where do they hang out? So it really helps us work out how we're going to market our business. When you've got all of those things, one of the questions I ask is, what marketing are you already doing? And the reason I'm bringing this up is I have done so many strategies with people where they tell me what marketing they're doing. And they go, oh, I just have a Facebook page and I have a website. I don't have anything else. It's all... And then I present the strategy and they'll be like, oh, what about my my newspaper article and my radio thing? And oh, I do this other thing on, um, forgot to mention I'm on LinkedIn and I do this all the time and they forget. Uh, it's really hard to work out a plan and work out what's working for you and analyze what's working. It's really hard to work out uh, what you should be discarding and what things you should be saving money from. We've we've wiped out, you know, with one client it was one hundred sixty thousand dollars a year, another client it was over two hundred thousand dollars a year of unnecessary advertising and marketing spend when they told us what they were doing and we tested and changed them to other things. That's money that they put back into their profit. You know, so what marketing are you already doing? Really think about that and count the $50, please count the $50 listing somewhere or the $250 listing because we want to see are they valuable, are they working, and let's save yourself some money if they're not. Um, so that's a really important one. And count things that don't cost money but might count your time as well, so networking meetings, if they're free ones, um, all those sort of things are really important too. If you're, if you're posting in Facebook groups a lot or things like that, also think about that. It's really good for people to know exactly what marketing you're already doing. Related to that is you need to know what systems you've got in place. You, if you have a website, you need to know what platform it is on. Is it WordPress? Is it Shopify? Is it Wix? If you can't remember, if you just don't have in your brain the ability to remember, write it down and put it in one place. If you've got someone technical, get them to write that stuff down. So at least you've got it in a place. So what your website is, you should also, by the way, always have admin logins to everything you've got. Um, talk about what platforms you're on, obviously, which is a bit of the marketing, but also what email type you use. Are you using MailChimp or ActiveCampaign? Are you using the Shopify email itself? Are you using, you know, there's all these different things. And quite often I'll find there'll be a client who's got two or three systems all at once. They're using one here and one there. 
I need, we need to know and you need to know because we want to simplify all your systems, okay? So think about what systems, if you've got a CRM, you can put that in there. And then even things like payment gateways, are you using Stripe or PayPal? Do you have Afterpay? Um, are you using um, any like a l online learning platform? Um, are you using... Um, a, tr a booking calendar, all those things. It's really important to think about just listing what those are. For some businesses, they might be working already well together. For others, there's a brand, there's a disconnect between them. And part of your marketing strategy might be around improving the systems in your business to make everything work better. So knowing that's really important. And when you do it, also just click things like how many people you've got in the CRM, whether you're using it, how many people get your email list, how often you're using it. Those sort of things are really helpful when you're coming to write your strategy. This is kind of related to that as well. It's really important to have an idea around what your capacity is. And this starts with just time. So like how much time do you have or how much time are you prepared to give to marketing? Or are you ready to employ someone to help you to either give you more time or for them to do some of the admin marketing tasks required? So consider the capacity. And also consider your budget. And as a frame of reference, we also often say it's around 3% of turnover or 10% of your gross profit is around what your marketing budget should be. But sometimes it'll be much higher if you're in the introductional growth phase of your business. And if you're in the decline phase, if, if you're moving out of a particular thing, you may spend a lot less money on your marketing at that point, but you'll be spending more money on a new thing. So have a look at your capacity around money and budget, just to have a general idea of, of what you might be spending um, in both of those things, because that will limit or change how much you can commit to and what you can do. Um, while you're looking at that, it's also really good to really have a good think about what your strengths and weaknesses are and how you um, are showing your strengths and how you perhaps could minimize some of your weaknesses. You know, when we do a strategy with you, we're going to do a SWOT, which is a strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. And you would also need to be thinking about what your strengths and weaknesses are. The clients that we work with who have really thought about this before they do it, we can often find some huge gold of things that are in their strengths that they're not talking about and in their weaknesses that we need to really eliminate and get rid of pretty fast because they're going to impact their business. While you're looking at that, you might also identify things that you might need help with this year. And it doesn't have to be marketing, but this is a good opportunity for you to do a bit of an analysis and a reflective thought around what do you think, what do I need to have help with this year? Do I need to get help with my bookkeeping? Do I need help with someone packing my orders? Do I need some admin support around a particular area? Even if I can't afford it, do I need to work out how much those things are going to cost me so I can walk through and get those things? How much capacity or how much how much time do I need to put into those things? Because that can really help you um, also prepare for capacity when you're going to grow and prepare and act on your marketing strategy. Because the marketing strategy and action plan only is valuable, of course, if you're actually going to use it. So once you've collected all of this, you'll be ready to walk through your marketing strategy. If you've walked, listened to all of this and you're madly taking notes and you want to go through and check everything again, I would really encourage you to say when you've got that stuff, you are ready. You are ready to write your strategy. Uh, of course, you can always work with someone like us um, to do your strategy for you. 
Um, you can write yours your own if you've got some understanding of what it needs to be. If you're needing structure and support and you're not quite ready to work with a marketing strategist, I am very happy to introduce to you my school, my Map at Marketing Strategy School. You are very welcome to come and have a little look at it. Um, it is $295 New Zealand lifetime access. And we do give you support ongoing um, through the years in terms of updates around digital. Um, so if you want to do that, that'd be great. Um, and of course, you can always become part of our, My Map, our Map It Marketing group on Facebook as well, if things are Map It. Um, if you want to ask questions about this or any other podcasts. And if you've loved this podcast, podcast please, you know, give it a, a bit of a, um, a review or a, a love and obviously subscribe to it so you can get the next one. Uh, next week, we are talking to my daughter, Susanna Claver or Susie Claver. I told her I wouldn't call her Susanna on the podcast, and I've now got into trouble. Um, Susie Claver, she is our face, one of our Facebook ads specialists in our team, and she and I are going to walk through Facebook ads for e-commerce. So if you've got an e-commerce business, this one is for you. And for those who go, oh, I don't know if that's interesting, the next week we're talking to someone who is a hashtag expert so that's going to be useful for everybody have a great week and we'll catch you next week thanks for tuning in today to map it marketing with me rachel claver make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode and if you want notes or information about today's podcast go to rachelclaver.com slash podcast for more information 